If you like what you're about to hear or what you've already heard, be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe. You can find this episode along with others on iTunes, SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Google Play. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at OffTheClockPod, at O-F-F-T-H-A, ClockPod, or you can search Triple D, that's Triple underscore D. And you can always email me at OffTheClockPodcast at Yahoo.com. Once again, that's O-F-F-T-H-A, ClockPodcast at Yahoo.com. Episode 3, Moneybag Shoddy, a.k.a. So Many L's for Earn. But first, we got to get into the cold opening of the show, uh, which started off with <laughs> probably one of the funniest things, but so relatable because it's been a while since we've seen something like this, um, which pretty much featured um, a white suburban mom talking to the people through her her Instagram story. Pretty much going over the lyrics from um, Paperboy's song. I don't know if this is a new song or if this is like the rest of the the main single that we, we that we kind of know of, uh, that we kind of know by, by Paperboy. But she's reading through the lyrics and just kudos to this actress because she she killed it. Like it took me back to that that like what was it? I want to say that that early 2000 uh era when um when Eminem kind of first hit the scene and parents were like reading off his lyrics in front of schools and in church houses on video and on on in news commentators reading them off it was it was brilliant like kudos to that actress like she she killed it um so yeah that's the uh the start of the show um real quick I like I've got, I don't know if anybody else does this, but like, I've gotten to the point where like, I look for, I, I, I look forward to how they're going to put Atlanta in the, you know, the opening title. Um, sometimes it's part of it. Sometimes it's kind of hidden in the back. And, um, this one was really cool with the, with the bus pop, you know, kind of driving by. Like if you hadn't really looked at the bus, you, you wouldn't have even seen it. I mean, obviously, you know, you're what you're watching, but like, I don't know. It's kind of like become a, like a thing, like a little side thing I look forward to, like how they're going to put the Atlanta on screen. So the bus thing was, was cool. Uh, we start with our heroes, the, uh, the three musketeers out here, um, in a bar chilling having drinks celebrating celebrating success uh paper boys single uh is going gold and uh you know they're kind of living it up having shots and uh the server comes through and does something that um two types of servers do uh the server that's kind of trying to flirt with uh girls at the table and the server in this case who is trying to get put on like super unprofessional um you know, if you give somebody shots on the house, that's one thing. But to to take a shot with them on the clock, and it was daylight, like it was it was daytime. Yeah, that was that was risky. So my man, he he, he shot his shot and uh, put on his acting chops, and you know, approached Paperboy like he didn't already know who he was, and uh, you know, asked him to to put him on, and you know, so Earn kind of 
doing what a manager's supposed to do and kind of steps in. It's like, hey, uh, you know, we're off the clock. Immediately gets shat upon by old boy, which was just rough. That was hard to watch. That that was that was that was a tough break, but sets off the first of many L's Ern would take this episode. Um, the manager comes and gets old boy in check, but you know the put me on thing. Like I've never been on. I don't know what it means to ask someone to put you on. Like I don't understand what what people mean by that. Like okay, you you heading up like take me with you is that like i never got that like you you hear stories about people being asked to be put on and it's like usually coming from somebody who who worked hard to do their thing and get to where they at and you just kind of want to pop up and be like all right now take me with you like i don't know i've never been on i'm not i've never been in that lane where that's a thing so anybody out there that you know wants to chime in on that you know some you know uh music artist um journalist because I, I know it's not just in the music game but like journalists actors uh if you want anything anybody in the lane where you can put someone on or you've been asked to put somebody on feel free to hit me or comment below with uh what that what that's about like what what do they expect you to do for them realistically and you know what i mean like have you been put on like does it work out positively? I don't, I don't know. School me on that. Like I've got a few ideas bouncing around in my head. I'm sure it's not all negative, but you know, enlighten me. All right. So, um, Ern licking his wounds from that, that fresh, fresh, fresh L begins the conversation of being stunted on and, um, and, you know, kind of gauging off of Ern's character. Like it's, it's, it's pretty obvious to tell that like, this is, this is nothing new to him, but like he's, he's finally reached his breaking point. Like he can only take, but so much of that, you know, you can only turn your cheeks so many times and they're in Atlanta, which is like from the way before this show, like there've been many, many a tale from, from artists and people that have lived there about how like Atlanta's a flashy city and getting stunted on is not only just the stuff of songs. Like it's, it could, it could happen at any given moment. So like I you know I could see why I could see how Ern was just like done with it you know he's ready he's ready for that get back like you can only take so many else before you before you decide you know what I'm saying I it it's my time you know what I mean like time to do people the way they do me so um we cut to we cut to the house not not Paperboy's house but Van's spot. And, yo, like, it was cool to see Van. Like, I was wondering when she was going to pop back up. We obviously knew she was in it. But, like, it was really cool. It was just a point of wondering when. When is she going to pop up? That's what it was about for me. And, um, yeah, we're three episodes in, and she's she's back in it, which is really dope. Um, I think she popped up in the third. Well, no, no, no. She was in the very first episode. But, like, I think they actually did something more concrete with her. Well, not concrete. Um, something more direct with her in the third episode. Like, I think the first episode you're introduced to her and, of course, everybody. I think they really started doing something with her directly in maybe the third episode of the first season. So um, it was really cool to see her back third episode of this season. And, you know, them kind of picking up where we where we kind of last saw her, which was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the last episode she was like fully in was the uh, the Juneteenth episode where um, they kind of reconciled at the end of the episode or even if they didn't. Even if they didn't fully reconcile 
at the end of that episode, there was still progress being made between them in that episode, not just from, you know, what happened on the side of the road, but like them kind of regaining momentum into getting back together, which was, was really dope to see. And it was really dope to see them like back in that, like they're, they're coexisting and they're, they're down for each other again. Um, I was, however, wondering where that baby was, uh, I'm wondering what they're going to do. Like, is the kid going to show back up? Are they going to do it like power where it's like they mention having another child, but you barely see the kid. So you wonder if it's still alive. Um, So (laughs) that's going to be interesting to see. But um, yeah, Earn pretty much lays out how uh, it's celebrating time. Like I've taken enough L's time to get these W's and we're going to get them together. Um, This, of course, after talking about her, her uh, somewhat L to the Beyonce concert, um, which I don't know if they had insider, if they had insider knowledge or if they, if it was just a lucky swing, but like the fact that they made that Beyonce ticket reference and this episode premiered the week that Beyonce and Jay-Z, uh, but let's be honest, we all know who we all really care about. Beyonce announced, um, that they were going on tour again. So I don't know if that was just if that was insider knowledge or just lucky coincidence on their part, but I thought that was kind of dope, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, earn got paid from a deal and, uh, yeah, he's ready to celebrate. So from there, I think we had our first commercial break. We come back and, um, paperboy and there. So walking into the studio to link up with, uh, Clark County from the, uh, the Yoohoo commercial and the, uh, the media outlet from the previous episode, um, that you, the Yoohoo, the Yoohoo commercial is floating around Twitter. Go find it. Like, it's not just like from, I mean, it's obviously from the TV show, but like, it's the actual footage and not just the one that you see from the TV. It's like a clear version. And like, I probably listened to it like 15 times. It's so good. So yeah, we, um, we link up with Clark County in the, in the studio and, uh, he's recording and, uh, it seemed like initially like Paperboy just came through to just chill and, you know, chop it up. Um, but then he asked, uh, Paperboy if he wanted to, to get, you know, get in some verses, which Paperboy was like, okay, cool. But he had to get in his right frame of mind. You know, he had to smoke something, he had to drink something, which he offered to Clark County, which, um, he turned down both, which was pretty interesting for the fact that I was like, okay, like, is he, is he straight edge? Like, he seems like he's kind of straight edge. He doesn't do that stuff, which, um, I thought was really an interesting dynamic to throw in with Paperboy, who clearly does that stuff. Um, but to see, um, a straight edge rapper just be adamant about, nah, I don't drink, I don't smoke. Um, but you know, you do you. So, you know, he gets in, proceeds to, to spit his verse, which both kind of had, uh, had lyrics in it that kind of spoke to the contrary. Um, it was like, I don't know if this was like a direct jab, but like, I know the like maybe a few years back, there was this rumor floating around that, um, like future and some other rappers, um, pretty much like low key said that like, yeah, we don't really do the stuff that we rap about. Like we don't, we don't pop pills. Um, we don't really smoke like that. You know what I mean? So like, I'm wondering if this is like, like if this is building traction to it coming out that like he doesn't that Clark County doesn't do the stuff that he raps about. So we'll we'll have to see where that where that comes about. So starts his verse and uh studio engineer says, Hey man, the uh the uh the software crashed. 
Clark County, he's, he's trying to compose himself because, you know, he's got guests. And uh, then he kind of like calmly goes off on the studio engineer, which was like really trippy, like the way he does it and the his delivery. And it's just like, what is you like? What's up with this dude? Like, is he a diva or is he just like, is he really intense, like about his music, which is OK. But like even Paperboy was just like, whoa, like you like this is you you going a little hard on this guy like. Paperboy kind of looked like, yo, software stuff happens. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he, him and Dares are trying to make sense of what's happening in front of him. And, you know, he politely but aggressively tells the studio engineer to, you know, get it together or it's going to be problems. Goon number one in the corner comes over and tells the studio engineer, hey, quit playing around. Which just like brings it, this, just the whole vibe takes a whole, takes a, a hard left. And it's just like, okay, what? what is happening right now so um I, yeah what what is the deal with clark county so we cut from that to van and Ern entering the movie theater i didn't know what kind of place it was when they first walked in because like it looked like a lounge or a restaurant but it was nice but you know they wanted to go to the movie Ern wants to get the you know he's 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 working on his stunting uh, lady asked if you want vip for the movie which um didn't know that that was a thing in movie theaters but I kind of want to research it further. And he says, you know, doesn't matter what it entails. That's what we want. Pulls out a hundred dollar bill. She uh, kind of examines it and says, I'm sorry, we can't um, we can't really break this. Well, we can't break. Uh, I think a hundreds this. We can't break bills this this big. I'm like, OK, uh, which, you know, some some places have policies like that. So, you know, Van offers to pay and I think they. They just kind of walk it off like, you know what, we'll we'll figure out something else. Um, they step over and he looks back over to the register and uh, sees a white dude at the counter pay with a hundred dollar bill to which anybody would on would obviously question that. Like, what? like, yo, I just tried to do this and you shot me down. This dude came up right after me, literally, and you let him do it. So, you know, he goes over to speak his piece. White dude doesn't even look in his direction. Opens up his uh, his little blazer, shows his concealed carry. To which turns and you know what? I, I don't think we need to see a movie tonight. Yeah, let, let's get up out of here. Because, uh, yeah, any white dude that will willingly just show you his gun that nonchalantly will put a few in you and probably not get arrested. Because, you know, the world we live in today. So, yeah, uh, from there, they're pretty much, I think that's another commercial break right there. And um, when they come back, you know, they're in the car trying to, you know, he's obviously and well within his rights to be upset about the whole thing. Because, like, what what just happened? That was clearly racism. Like, there was no debate in it. I think Van being somewhat optimistic and also kind of messing with him because, you know, she knows him. She knows what what he goes through. So, you know, she she had to poke a little fun at him. Um, just kind of explaining it like, yo, maybe it wasn't that. Maybe it was something up. Um and then came the uh, <laughs> the caught red-handed bit, which was hilarious, but also kind of like, is that where it comes from? Like, I think this might be one of those things we have to research at some point because, like, the way she delivered it and, the, you know, her, her, like, thinking about it at the end, like, where does that come from? Like, is, but, like, you know, I think it'd be hilarious to look it up and find out it's really something harmless. So we're back in the studio Darius is counting money on a table. I don't know why. Uh, 
I don't know. I got nothing. I'd never do it. But um, we, you know, apparently Clark County has finished his verse. So, you know, they're talking business and they're going back and forth about sponsorship money and how you get onto sponsorships. And um, Clark County, which I don't we got to find another name to call this dude because I don't know if I can keep calling him that directly uh, over and over again. But um, he pretty much told Paperboy that, uh, yeah, like my manager handles everything like my manager has all the connections. Um, He's the one that puts these things in motion. Which you, you kind of see from from Al that like, you know, maybe I need to go another route with my manager and this could set up some possible issues down the line, seeing as how Earn is currently his manager. And, you know, we don't see it a lot, but it's implied that Earn really is doing his, his thing. He's trying to do his thing and work hard for Paperboy, but he just hasn't he just hasn't been able to come through with anything yet. Um, so you, you kind of get this idea that Paperboy might jump ship on Earn, which would be tragic, but you know, it makes for, for good storytelling if done right. So, um, that, that seed is kind of planted and, uh, you know, Clark wants to listen to some beats and sadly the studio engineer has to tell him like, yeah, man, um, the software crashed again. So, uh, yeah, Clark County has decided he's had enough and decided he needs some air says uh yeah i gotta i gotta go um also earlier like i i I don't know who i don't know much about this actor but um like kudos to him for the first studio scene where he he's in the booth talking about like hey man like calm down i would never put hands on you i would never hurt you but he he emphasizes i would never lay a hand on you but there are other people in the studio with hands that could be put on you like that was just brilliant and funny and a tad bit scary because you don't know anything about the goons in the corner um but yeah he decides you know he needs to go get some air the goons get up and they they tell paperboy darius uh you you guys should probably go on home like i think uh you guys should probably leave (laughs) and uh (laughs) they get like Shout out to Lakeith Stanfield and Brian Tyree Henry because they're playing these characters. They have brilliant comedic timing because, like, the pause is so perfect before they just go, you know what? I think we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. Like, I think anybody else, like, if that were Keenan and Kel, they would have they would have hopped right up off the couch and gotten up out of there, which would would have still been funny. But, like, the pause that these two give you, like, the just, oh, like, you guys, okay. Like, they're processing it. Like, this is really happening. You guys are really about to beat down an engineer. They politely get up. They go. He comes back for the Henny real quick. And they they make their way out. Like, those two are amazing together. Um, just as amazing as they are apart. So, um, we're back to, to Earn and Van. Stop two on the Stunt Fest. But fresh after, uh, but, you know, unfortunately... Still recovering from L number two. Suffered at the hands of the movie theater. Uh, They go to a club, a hookah spot, um, which the hookah conversation was hilarious because I am not a fan of hookah. If it's your thing, that's all well and good. Do you? But yeah, it was just that was just a hilarious conversation for them to have uh, getting ready to go up in there. I think the outside scene right before they go in is like that was just like a. Oh, we got you guys like dudes like we got you fellas like it was kind of like a we got you fellas moment because like that pat down 
Oh man, because you know it. You know it's coming. And you can always tell. You can always tell. There's two types of pat down situations for guys at the club. If you go up and you show your ID, and they kind of give like either the really low spoken, um, you know, the the little low spoken like turn around or hands up thing, like you're gonna get like I mean you're gonna get a pat down regardless. But if you get the low soft spoken one or just the turn around signal, you're gonna get like a standard pat down. If the dude like says you know I gotta pat you down right you're about to get manhandled in front of everybody. Like if he announces that you're, you're about to be patted down as if you, he didn't, as if you didn't just see him pat down four or five people in front of you, you're about to get manhandled. That's pretty much his way of saying, brace yourself. This is going to get rough. It's handsy time. The, oh man, so many DC nights, but um, yeah, they get in and you know, they get their table and they're, they're barely in there for five minutes the police come in. There's a problem with the hundred dollar bill he paid with. It's messed up. As messed up as it was, it was hilarious having the African club owner just go straight standoffish with him, and then then pretty much screw him out of the money that he he had already paid, and then have him kicked out. But like, I thought it was I thought it was cool that they had, even though it was messed up. I thought it was cool that you know they at least had this, the the police officers be like, hey man, like. We know he was tripping, but police has to do what the owners tell them to do. That's just what it is. Like in in club scenes, the the police will always be on the side of the club owner. Like I've seen people get yoked up unnecessarily by bouncers for for no real reason, um, harassed in the lines, and then when they get upset and the police show up, they the police always take the side of those who call them. Like especially if it's club owners. So that was messed up. But like, I thought it was kind of a nice touch to be like, hey, man, we knew he was tripping like, but we got to we had to do what we had to do. Therefore, giving Earn L number three of the day. It's been a rough one for Earn. He's pretty much he's bummed, but he knows the place that treats everybody with money like they belong. The script club. Paperboy rounds up the troops. Tells him he's ready, you know, tells him Earn wants to go to the strip club. Smack some butts. And uh the Darius moment of the episode. Um, I hope that you know he's already he already had one with the I feel everything in the beginning, but this fool said, I got this white suit I've been waiting to break out. Are you sure you want to wear a white suit to a strip club? You right. You right. These two like honestly, like with this show, like yo, the best part about this show is there there are some points in the show where I think and like me and um a good friend of mine, um, Ashley A from um also known as like shout out to her, shout out to them, go check them out. Um, we we were really into community, which was like uh the show on NBC that Donald Glover was in. And like the more you watch the show and just watch him and his character, the more you start to wonder if like half of his lines were ad libbed, like if they just gave him the reins to just run with it. I I honestly feel like that's what they do with a lot of Darius' stuff. And sometimes some of the him and paper boys like encounters, like I think they just kind of give them the reign to like, yo, just just say something like just have fun with it because they they have such great chemistry. And like some of the stuff just feels like that they like who who comes up with the idea to to say, you know, I'm going to wear a white suit to a strip club. Like I don't I can't see a writer 
putting that on paper. Now, I'm not saying that it's not possible, but like Lakeith Stanfield just seems like the type that like he comes up with half of his lines, like just off the top of his head. So Ern shows up in a white stretch limo where he even found it is beyond me that short notice to pick up Paperboy, uh, Darius and Tracy, which I'm still calling it like I still think Tracy's going to do these dudes dirty. Like he was only in the episode for like maybe five minutes, but just the fact that like, like when he asked him like if you wanted if you were ready to go or if you wanted to go when he was laying on the floor, I half expect him to be like nah I'm gonna stay here. Like I'd already had it planned out in my head. He was gonna be like nah I'm gonna stay here. They was gonna come back and they had been robbed, but I was wrong this time. So um <laughs> get to the strip club. And the uh, the DJ announces their arrival. We got Paperboy in the building. He's got his whole squad and got a white girl on his arm. To which Van looks like, is he talking about me? And the the, uh, the omnipresent DJ is like, yeah, you. <laughs> which is hilarious and messed up at the same time. Um, they get to the they get to the um they get to the table. They're brought to the table, which like that that club life man i'm so glad like my my circle has kind of outgrown it like we've gone and we'll go but like it, it's not like we we never fully got into it even when we were in college and like you know not too long after college we weren't like at that point where it's like yeah we got to get a table every time like if it's somebody's birthday and we can make it work then yeah we'll do it but like you know you see people when we were going a lot, a lot of times you see kind of the same people every weekend with a table. And it's just like, why? Like, you know, but yeah, they, they're brought to a table. He's told that a bottle comes with the table. They ask for their bottle and uh, she goes off to presumably get it. So um, they're, they're in the strip club, just taking it in, chilling. So, you know, Paperboy tells Ern that he heard about the whole the whole movie incident and the, the hundred dollar bill incident. And, you know, Ern pretty much explains them like, yo, I thought it would be, I thought, you know, having money would make this easier. And it's like, it's not about the money. It's about the confidence. Like confidence is key. Uh, you have to be confident in order for people to, you know, kind of for people to take notice that you're not to be, that you're not to be played with. Um, makes the, <laughs> makes the, uh, makes the comparison to Tracy who's been, trying to finesse strippers all night, telling people he's, he's a manager, uh, getting over sort of, that's when it kind of hits earned. And it's like, Oh, like, I guess I wasn't, you know, confident, which, you know, if you look back on it, he kind of wasn't like he, he's confident, but like, he's not overly confident like that, that the type to wear his confidence on a sleeve, which is some, something you need sometimes, but also can come off as kind of douchey. Like it's a weird, thin line that um a lot of people ride and earn earns gonna be just his characters to me he just seems like he's always on the he's always on one side of the line and it's probably and it's usually the side of the line that's like yeah i'm confident but like i'm not gonna be in your face about it but that can come off as not being confident so you know he's trying to figure out what happened to the bottle that they ordered to which he's then told um you get that bottle when you buy the table Okay, like I didn't like why didn't you you know kind of like why didn't you say that earlier? Because trust me, me and my friends have been in those situations where it's like these promoters quotation marks 
will tell you, yeah, you know what I'm saying? If you get a table, you get this, this, and this. And then you get there and you get the table and you're wondering where this, this, and this is. And somebody comes up and goes, oh no, that only happens if you get the table and you do this, this, and this. And it's like, why didn't you say that? Like, you know, your promoter didn't say that. Like your promoter got us here on, you know, on some bait type stuff and you switched up. But, you know, Earn still searching for that W. He paid the 200, got the bottle. That's actually what led up to the conversation with Paperboy about confidence and pretty much how he got finessed all night to which they pretty much told him, like, it's a strip club. Like, it's a finesse factory. Like, that's that's what happens there. You, you go to get finessed out of your money, like whether willingly or unwillingly. That is the end result. It's time to wrap up the night as I believe the that is the fourth big L for Earn within this 24 hour period. And, uh, you know, it's time to go home. You know, he was kind of happy that, you know, you could see that he was a little disappointed. I think he was happy. It seemed like he was happy that Van had some had a good time. And she could also tell that, like, you know, he he was a little hurt. It didn't quite work out the way he wanted it to. Um, so they're leaving and, uh, there's a crowd of people and they're like, yeah, what's going on here? And dude's like, yo, Michael Vick's out here racing people, you know, taking bets on racing people. And my first thought was like, they didn't get Michael Vick. Did they get the real Michael Vick? It's Michael Vick. Shout out to, shout out to seven (laughs) showing up in the episode. Um, (laughs) and you know. Earn, he's ready to test his newfound confidence. He's ready to, to showcase it. He takes a challenge and pretty much tells Van, like, he's already ro- he's already raced like six times. Like, he's got to be tired, which any normal person would. But, uh, yeah, this is Michael Vick. This is this is Michael Vick who's not playing, you know, who's not playing games every Sunday and in these intense, uh, you know, off seasons. Like, he's he's rested Michael Vick. And he's probably sober, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Taking on drunk people in a parking lot. I don't know what he thought, but um, the end of the episode is perfect. Um, I'm wondering the whole time, like when he gets on that starting line, like what is he going to do? Is he going to trip him? Is he going to take off before he has a chance to? What's going to happen? And they they did something that was just you you don't you didn't quite expect to see it in a in a show like Atlanta, but it, it was something real nineties ish where they put the freeze frame on and they give you that, that like seventies triumphant music. And like for a second, you really get the thought of like, yo, did he beat Michael Vick? Cut to the limo. <laughs> L number five, one to send him home with and van just giving him the reality check. Like, come on, man. It was Michael Vick, <laughs> which cut, and to a br- another another brilliant episode like i don't think this one was as heavy hitting as atlanta can be but it was still still a great episode still like an awesome episode just on some just on kind of a lighter note like it was it was a great episode and i think it was the only way you could have ended that episode so um yeah that was pretty much the episode um i i was happy to see van back i'm really curious to see what what comes of their relationship this season um as as compared to last season um are we going to see their daughter <laughs> uh what's going to happen with this um with this manager situation like is paperboy going to start you know 
looking for some other options. Um, I forgot his name, but I did look up after the Yoohoo video. I did look up the actor that plays Clark County and um, he's in quite, you're going to like, we're going to see him in more episodes. Like I didn't expect to see him in uh, this episode, but like, we're going to see him in more episodes in this season. So like, I'm, I'm curious as to see the arc with him, like what's going to happen with him popping up here and there. And of course I still, I, my, I still put my stamp on my theory that Tracy's going to rob these dudes, but uh, yeah, you know, let me know what you guys think. Uh, lines always open. You know where to reach me. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.